He's already been dead and it's messed with his head. It's John's post-life crisis. I debated on whether or not to do this tonight, but I decided at the last minute to go ahead. And uh, let's see what's going on. <clears throat> yeah, um, I'll start with a dream I had last night. So I had this dream. I had a credential to be a photographer at Memorial Stadium for a game. And uh, you typically pick up your credential at the gate, west side of the stadium. And I did that fine. Then everything went to hell. Uh, to the media room where, you know, normally you're uh, – uh, people gather and photography equipment and all that kind of stuff going on. And suddenly I had uh, four backpacks and like six briefcases with me and I couldn't find any of my photography equipment. And then I couldn't find my, my credential, which, uh, you know, usually it's a lanyard hangs around your card. And this time it was like something that you clipped to your jacket and it looked like a key. And when I tried to find my credential, um, I'd pull it out and I'd put it on. It'd be my credential. And uh, it'd turn into one of my key cards for one of my IT customer sites. And so I went down to the field. Anyway, I'll try to make this short because people are showing up. But um, it was a nightmare. It really was. I wandered around Memorial Stadium in the Bowles Memorial Stadium. And I kept going into all these offices that were there and these people working in these offices that didn't look anything like Memorial Stadium. And I'd be nice to them and, um, you know, I'd help them with their office stuff, but I couldn't find my credential in my photography gear. And I couldn't go on the field without a credential because the security people look at you and say, hey, you don't belong here. You don't have the right credential because you can't just walk down on the field unless you have a photo vest or a photo credential or a videographer, you know, normally they clear the field for the types of people. The press box people have to go back up into the press box. And the special people, they're photographers and videographers, got to go down in the field. I'll you know, make this short. Uh, finally, this one woman in this office uh, came up to me and she said, you've been so nice to us, I'll help you. I will walk out on the field with you and they won't stop. They'll let you in because it's me and I'll tell them you're, you're okay. And she did this. Right as we got done being in this office where the ceiling was sloped because that's where the seats of the stadium were. And there was this little hole so you could see out in the field, but you could only see like through this hole about this big. And I thought, well, that's where the knothole gang used to watch the games. Why does nobody know about this stuff underneath the stadium? And uh, just as I was going to walk out on the field, um, I, I woke up. What a horrible, you know, now that I tell that, it's just really boring and crappy, isn't it? Okay, uh, honestly, I'm doing a live show tonight. I was going to have a try to find a guest, uh, but this hasn't exactly been a good week for me. Uh, I will be going Wednesday to Texas uh, for a funeral for my brother who passed away from cancer last week. Uh, his funeral service is in Austin Thursday, so... I didn't think I'd do this, and I thought, well, I'm not going to podcast this week, and I, I'm still an opinionated SOB. Uh, so here we go. Uh, we got What do we got going on out there in the world? We got uh, Adrian Martinez going all over the place. So far, he's been seen at uh, Kansas State, where you know his girlfriend plays soccer, I believe it is. And he visited Cal, where he was a – 
committed as a recruit in 2018 before he came to Nebraska. Uh, you know, if I was Adrian Martinez, uh, I would go around and I would visit probably as many campuses as I could. And I'd say, where do I want to spend one more year of football? I mean, imagine what an experience that guy could have, you know, maybe not even plan, just be part of something different to get a different view or a different perspective from a different coaching staff and a different set of teammates. I, I guess I can understand why you do that. I mean, I, I, we already talked about him on the podcast last week, but you know, I guess as an older guy, you know, my recommendation is, uh, um, you know, get out there, go around, see places, do things. Someday you'll have married and get, have kids, and they'll take all your money. And there you, there you know, be no, no more traveling for you, Adrian. Anyway, okay, what do we got? Ooh, uh, wow! Did uh, everybody watch the uh, the Big Ten championship game? For the whole thing, did anybody watch the whole thing? Um, Forty-two to three. I mean, I thought that Michigan win, win but I thought it would be uh, somewhat competitive for a half. And uh, I should have looked up the one tweet from uh, one of the Iowa people that uh, really summed up their program. It was it was a terrible game by then. Oh, one of the nastiest tweets I've ever seen came from our Notre Dame site in that game, and they said what it was like to be Iowa. Uh, you're not very good, and none of your friends wish you well. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, I'm not even that brutal to Iowa fans. And uh, it was a pretty big shot from the, from the Notre Dame dude. Uh, what I as I get more used to the streaming software, I would like to put up tweets and stuff like that, but I'll figure it out as time goes on. So, forty-two to three, Michigan made their case for the college football playoff, but apparently it wasn't enough, as Alabama smoked Georgia. And out of hope, I'm sure that a lot of a lot of people were really hoping that Georgia would knock Alabama completely out of the college football playoff, and we would have. One college football playoff uh, without Alabama, and that would have been nice. One of, what else would have been nice is if they could have arranged this so that uh, Alabama and Georgia played each other in a semifinal game so that at least we are, are assured that we don't have to watch an Alabama-Georgia national title game because I don't know if you guys want that. I'm pretty sure I don't. I am really tired of seeing Alabama. Uh, so we got number one, Alabama, number two, Michigan, number three, Georgia, number four, Cincinnati. Uh, I'm sure the odds are out on this stuff, and Alabama is heavily favored over Cincinnati. And and I wonder if Michigan is favored over Georgia. And I wonder who's going to – we got – Probably a little bit to look at those games a little bit closer as they come on. Uh, oh, wait a minute. That's what's wrong. My chat is streaming in the stream, but not on the side. You know, you had, let's shout out for Blaine Cole. Greetings from Japan. Wow. That's uh, that's quite a distance. Uh, I know that I have a, I have a friend of mine in Thailand that joins us every once in a while. 
But uh, at some point, I'd like to ask you questions about watching Nebraska football from Japan. Uh, wait, somebody had this. I'm looking for it. Reaction to the hire of Mickey Joseph. Well, I think a lot of people said it. You know, Mickey Joseph is, uh, you know what he's done? He showed that he is, uh, he can be a good, good coach. We talked about him a little bit on the podcast last week. Uh, he's, he's had, you know, years now in coaching. He's coached all Americans. Uh, I think he's a proven com commodity. So it was nice to see him come back to Nebraska. Uh, now what we know about uh, our current coaching search is we don't have anything going on yet. I mean, there's been really very little leaks about this, and that is somewhat concerning. And I'll, I'll read you this tweet that Huskers Game Day put out uh, this afternoon. And it was a line from uh, Steve Sipple, apparently, on uh, one of his radio shows. And it said, Frost and Matt Davison are out on the road and doing interviews today. They interviewed Donovan Rayola Friday and another O-line coach. They'd like everything in place Wednesday, Thursday, but that's aggressive. Friday is more the day. Um, I guess when I first saw this, I, I Frost and Matt Davison, I think I brought this up before. My initial thought on this is, um, why, why is Matt Davison involved in this? Um, I... Here's the thing with this: is if uh, is if Frost is does a poor job next year and he gets fired, does Matt Davidson get to go along with him? Because I'm not sure what expertise Matt Davidson has, as he's never been a coach. Uh, now, on the other hand, I can see where it'd be nice to have somebody to bounce stuff off of if Matt Davidson is involved in the interviews. And of course, I'm referring to the two guys that did all the interviews in office space, the, the movie where the one guy has to constantly explain what his job is and that he talks to the customers so the engineers don't have to, because I understand that job completely. Um, but Friday is what day? Uh, Friday is the 10th. December 10th is Friday which means we're going to hire a guy December 10th and National Signing Day, the early signing day, is five days after that. Uh, Nebraska has picked up a couple of recruits in the last couple of days that were visitors for last weekend. Or not last weekend, but they were visitors recently. And uh, our class is tiny, as in I think they might have 12 signees now. And... Uh, we're not highly ranked, and we knew it was going to be a small class because they wanted to plan on using the transfer portal and doing things like that way. But, um, again, you're going to hire coaches, and they're going to have five days to possibly recruit some guys. Now, maybe they're coaches that can pull some guys with them because they've already um, – you know, they have already talked to people. They've already established a relationship uh, with people. Uh, Luke M says, I hope Martinez fails, fails spectacularly wherever he goes. Not that I will miss him. Luke, that, you know, that's the kind of stuff that gets you cold in your stockings for Christmas. I mean, 
there's, you know, you just have peace and joy and love in your life and just spread that throughout the universe because we need more of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sand Dune Stacker. <laughs> Interesting name. Georgia was favored by nine. It fell to 7.5. I'd like to see both the SEC teams, SEC teams get uh, whacked, but uh, it, this isn't going to happen. Time for Nebraska to open up. Adam Michael Fellow says, time for Nebraska to open up their checkbook and hire a big-name coach for once. I'm not sure about that comment. Uh, I'm not sure if you're you're making the comment about offensive coordinators or a head coach. And uh, I think I brought this up before. I mean, Oklahoma hired Brent Venables, and, you know, they were all angry about Luke Riley leaving. And quite frankly, I, I think they should be honestly pretty happy about the way things went. I mean, USC bought out Riley, and I think Brent Venables has proven himself to be a much better coach than Riley is. And I think that Brent Venables is much more capable of actually taking uh, Oklahoma into the SEC than Lincoln Riley. I don't know why I, I don't really think that much of Lincoln Riley. I think he's okay. I don't think he's a bad coach, but I don't think he's spectacular. Uh, Adam comes back and says, head coach. Well, the problem is, is I, I, I'm not so sure this wasn't a good year to retain Scott Frost because the $110 million being thrown at Riley, the $9.5 million a year being thrown at Brian Kelly at LSU so he could do a fake Southern accent when he was introduced. I mean, that's a little bit crazy money. So maybe that will wear off. I, I don't think it will, but maybe it will wear off by next year. And uh, – and Lukeum should follows up with that that says Scott Frost was a big name coach, and and we shouldn't forget that that Scott Frost at the time he came into the program in Nebraska he was one of the most sought after names in college football. So, you know, let's go back a minute. Uh, the, that Frost and Matt Davidson line. Do you think Frost would be uh, having Matt Davidson tag along with him if he was the head coach of let's say Florida? And I think that's a that's a real big problem for Frost at Nebraska is that he has, you know, he has a lot of tradition. He has a lot of guys around that are, you know, former players. And I don't know if that's a good thing all the time, you know. And if he fails, he, he might very well have the good chance of going somewhere else and being a, a very good head coach because he doesn't have all the baggage that he has at Nebraska. Let's see here. Oh, there's one. Somebody had brought this up, and I went. This was in my notes. Uh, Christopher Staniker, Stalnaker says defensive end Feldarius Payne entered the portal today. Uh, yeah, he did. That's one is. Uh, I think that one sucks, and the reason why that sucks is he was one of our better pass rushers, and I think that he was going to have. Uh, he was going to, you know, we lose depth losing him. And we also, um, I think he, he would have probably played played a lot next season. And I, I guess it's really kind of a, I wish he wouldn't have transferred. That's really what I'm trying to say. Uh, 
Oh boy, what else we got? Go back to my notes. I have too many windows on. So they're looking for a coach Friday. By Friday, I guess. Maybe that's a, uh, I don't know. I wish they would have been a little bit quicker on this uh, so that we could have done more recruiting. I know, uh, come on, who is it? Joe Brady's name has come up lately. Uh, Warren Ruggiero. Ruggiero. I tried to look up the Italian pronunciation of that guy's name from Wake Forest. He's been a Wake Forest offensive coordinator for eight years. Why would he come to Nebraska? I mean, maybe he's accomplished everything that uh, he could at Wake Forest, but it was kind of sad to see them get beat by Pitt in the ACC title name. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Spaghetti Factory comes in and says, Frost just has the look of a loser. Can't believe he tricked you Nebraska fans, Nebby fans. Dude, Wow. You know, he doesn't have the look of a loser. He has the look of a guy who's been in way too many bar fights. Okay? He, I don't think he has the look. He looks like a guy who's been president for eight years. And he, um, I think it's wearing him out. But part of that is, is uh, you need to learn how to delegate and manage a team and manage uh, your, your how you're doing your coaching. Okay. Sam Dune Stacker. Maybe he lives in the panhandle. Was it a mistake for Callahan to switch away from an option offense? Is the premier option offense of the country? It seems like Nebraska could recruit well to specific players with a niche offense. That's a blast from the past. Well, Bill Callahan was going to bring the West Coast offense with him because it was his offense, and he wanted to prove what a genius offensive coordinator he was. Yeah, do you remember? I mean, you, you guys remember much about Bill Callahan's history? I mean, he was the Raiders coach, and they were going to go into the Super Bowl, and he apparently changed the game plan at the last minute, and his center, his starting center, went AWOL because it freaked him out so much. And uh, if I remember that story correctly, I mean, that, that, that was one of the problems that Bill Callahan had. Bill Callahan didn't fail because he wasn't an offensive genius. He failed because he was a shitty leader. All right. Years ago, I, I, I worked with tons of companies. Years ago, we had this small marketing company, and I worked on all their Macs. And there was this one lady that would go missing, and nobody could find her. And we finally discovered that she would crawl underneath her desk, a big wooden desk, you know, before we had computer desks. She had a smaller office, not a cube, and she would crawl under her desk and she would pull the chair, a full chair, in in front of her and she would sit under her desk for hours and hide from people because she couldn't handle the stress. And when we found this out about her, I, I thought it was sad. Her The guy who ran the company was kind of, uh, he was a schemer. He was one of those wheeler dealer guys that thought the world of himself. And anytime, anytime he was doing anything, he wanted to get a deal. But I kind of felt really bad for her that she had that was her reaction to stress. Bill Callahan's uh, reaction to the walls closing in on him was stopping. Was he stopped communicating with people? You know what I mean? If you remember his press conferences, then. Uh, he would just stop saying things. He'd stop saying anything that made sense. And uh, 
I guess that's my memory of Bill Callahan. We weren't going to stick with the option offense under him, and I think that was clear. You know, Steve Peterson, the guy that destroyed Nebraska football, uh, wanted to go out and make a big hire and big splash, and he ended up with a guy who was, uh, you know, not a very good head coach. Uh, Matt Slauson has said that uh, Callahan was the best offensive line coach in history, and he probably is. But um, somebody else says uh, Blaine Cole, Bill Callahan was poisoned at Nebraska. He really was. Uh, it's kind of funny story about Kevin Cosgrove. I was sitting in a bar in Wisconsin, hotel bar, because I was working in Wisconsin. This guy next to me knew Kevin Cosgrove. And the only line I remember him saying about Kevin Cosgrove, the guy who couldn't defend against the spread defense or the spread offense, uh, was that guy's a dim as bulb as you'll ever meet, which is not a pleasant thing to say about Kevin Cosgrove. But there you go. I'm just iterating uh, what another guy said. All right. Uh, okay, uh, Christopher Stanaker. I'm pulling up the same people. We need to hire a special teams coach. Uh, well, if you're going to hire a special teams coach, then normally you're going to give up another position coach. Um, you know, I'll leave that one for later. We'll we'll just see. We'll just see that. Um, what happens with the coaching staff? Obviously, we're going to know in the next few days, and maybe, maybe Friday I'll be able to do a reaction video from uh, Waco, Texas, where my wife wants to go see Magnolia Ranch or something. I don't, it's like those people that do some show about fixing up homes. You know, the Baylor guy, whatever. Zane Conister says Peter Ga Parker Gaverbolt. Wow, I really am tired. <laughs> Parker Gabriel from Lincoln Journal Star says Graham Harrell has come out as number one for offensive quarterback, offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, and Jeff Quinn as offensive line run game coordinator. Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell was a, a um, air raid quarterback, correct? Let's look that up. I'm trying to – he was at Texas Tech. Um American football coach and former quarterback, uh, quarterback's coach at the University of Southern California, currently serves as an offensive coordinator at USC. Um, I guess he's available, maybe, if Lincoln Riley isn't going to keep him around, on which and, – and the, I see another top story that says USC offensive coordinator Graham Harrell emerges as an option for Colorado State opening. Um Okay, anyway, you know, I think uh, Graham Harrell will be interesting. I mean, he's been there, done that. At least he's a known quantity. Uh, I'm sure people will freak out if he's hired about the whole uh, air raid background, and I'm sure we'll have fun with it because, you know, I mean, watching Mike Leach's air raid uh, is, is one of the funnest offenses ever. But... Um, Will it work in Nebraska? No, it'll probably kill a whole bunch of old people that want us run the ball 80% of the time and do play action and have a fullback. But, uh, you know, people can change. People can be modified. You can mix in some run and still have some air raid concepts in there. Uh, by the way, the Warren Rosario, Rosero, I suck at Italian, is uh, his offense is described as variable tempo. 
with a lot of RPO, which is why we would like to see them. By the way, it's 33 to 31 at the half. Minnesota's, uh, Nebraska's playing at Minnesota women. They were stomping the living crap out of them early, but then uh, Minnesota went on a 7-0 run in the last minute and a half to go up to uh, close it within two at the half. Be nice to see Nebraska get this win and start off with a win in the women's side in the Big Ten and get them ranked. I mean, we need winning teams to look for. All right, let's go back to some of the chat stuff. Um, Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Zach, Zach comes back with uh, Colorado State has hired Jay Norville from Nevada. I saw that earlier, and I should have remembered it. But you guys have a lot more. <laughs> I only have so many notes I made to do this. And the chat flies back really, really quickly. Uh, I don't know. Let's go back to the notes for a bit. Da, 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 da. Not sure if I have really much else. This might be a short show just because uh, I'm a little bit burned. Uh, I always am, aren't I? And in Aiden Brinkman says, Nebraska just needs to go back to basics on offense with a cooperation in the spread. Um. I do think that there's something to be said about having a fairly simple offense. I know the game planning that Scott Frost does is, you know, he changes it up every week and he does a different game plan for everybody. And, you know, I, I'd like to see us have a, a, an offense where you can get playmakers on the field uh, very early. You know what I mean? Have a blocking scheme that is not so complex that you can – get linemen going within their first year or two, even though really you don't want to. <laughs> but uh, the rest of the offense, I mean, it'd be really nice to see us have an offense where you could, I don't know, get a guy out of the transfer portal and have him be your quarterback the coming fall afterwards like we need this fall. You know, we need somebody that's going to compete with Logan Smothers. Heinrich Harburg would probably be a, he'd still be a project, and uh, I hope that, um, you know, I hope that we, we get some people out of the transfer portal. You look what the transfer portal did for Michigan State this past season, and uh, I hope Frost has a really huge sense of urgency that he needs to keep his job this season, that he isn't just going to keep getting handouts and extensions. Excuse me. Okay, Lance Novacek says, Thoughts on the Jurgens Frost meeting? You know, I read the uh, Mitch Sherman article in The Athletic that said there was some contentious stuff going on between Frost and players that wanted to leave or players that were leaving, and some of those players got Trev Alberts involved. And, and we really didn't hear much more about that. And I'll be honest with you, I don't track rumors very much because they're rumors. So um, thoughts on that? You'd hope that uh, Cam Jurgens would stay in the fold, and that's the other reason why I think Frost needs to get his offensive coordinator hired this week, and it can't go any beyond that. It can't go beyond Friday. So to keep his offensive players from transferring. And with regards to contentious, you know, I guess 
you get got younger guys that want to know what's going on. Uh, the maybe Frost is playing this stuff pretty close to his chest. They want to decide about their future. I guess when you think, how do I put this in a nice way? Uh, I can be a son of a bitch to work with, and I'm I'm guessing that if I say that like that, there's probably not a lot of you that are gonna go, oh, that's shocking. But uh, I, I can tell you that there has been very many. Uh, screaming matches between me and my boss over the course of our careers together. Uh, we typically back off a little bit, wait 10 minutes, cool down, and then go back and discuss what we're supposed to be doing to make a project successful. Other people have seen us do that, and they are completely shocked that I would uh, yell at my boss the way I do with the amount of profanity that I have and say, if I did that, well, you know, that's how some people just work differently than others. So I wouldn't read a whole lot into it. If we're going to, um, I mean, if we, we're going to know. The, the thing about all of this stuff is that time works it all out. The other problem that we have is that uh, everybody plays pays attention to everything that goes on. E literally everything that has gone on every day for the past, what, four or five months since the Illinois loss, has been a referendum on Scott Frost and the Nebraska football program. It's literally every day of a drama, every day of some other problem, every day somebody's pointing out anything. And all these things could happen, and nobody would give a shit if he just won games. And for reference, I go back to that Nick Saban uh, rant where he said people didn't appreciate how hard the Alabama players were working and how the Alabama fans were upset because they weren't beating people by enough points. All of this stuff would just go away if we were winning. And the unfortunate part of that is, is it is going to take months and months for us to bear that out. Uh, in the meantime, I would hope that we'd have a basketball program to pay attention to. And I have hope for them being good over time. You know, was they got out to a good they got out to 14-4 lead at Indiana. And, you know, they ended up losing. They shot five for 22 from three, which is why they lost. Uh, they were out-rebounded. I think I did that other prediction or that reaction video to that. Um, I think the lack of a big man that's consistent beyond Walker is going to hurt us over the season. Maybe we can make up with that with three-point shooting. Uh, I would hope more people pay attention to the basketball team, even though it's going to be rough. Um, I think one of the things about that is uh, I'm a father of three kids. I'll probably explain this and then I'll go. Um, I'm the father of three kids. All three of my kids are involved in music because I wanted them involved in music. So I played music around them when they were really little. And I didn't play kids music. I don't know why parents do this. Play like little kids, that shitty, horrible children's music. Why, why do you do that to yourselves? His parents, why why do you do that to your children? You know, I played the Carpenters, and I played uh, electronic, and uh, you know, I played New Order stuff like that. I mean, I didn't play punk rock all the time, <laughs> but I played, you know, mostly grown-up music because I wanted to listen to good music for God's sakes, not some ch crappy children's music. But they all got involved in music, and what did that mean? That meant that their mother and I attended years of them playing like in band when they were small kids, and it was terrible. Well, sitting through those things was terrible.
I mean, it just really <laughs> like, God, can we drink at these things? No, that's not allowed. Or at least if they know, but uh, you know, the thing is, is there's two things, two things. And why I'm not sure why I'm telling you this. There's two things about that is by the time they got up to like being in, in high school van, they were actually very good musicians. My oldest son has a beautiful singing voice. Um, he plays guitar. He uh, writes his own music. He really has very talented for music. And uh, my daughter plays cello. She still has a cello. Cellos are expensive. Uh, she still plays her cello. She can do that the rest of her life. My rotten son, the youngest one that goes to the University of Minnesota, has a very expensive trumpet, probably plays the trumpet for the rest of his life. And I, that's how I see the Nebraska basketball team. That's where I was going with this. Is it, it? Are we going to win a lot of games this year? I don't know. Just take them one at a time. You can project out there, and it's easy to say, oh, we're going to be 0-83. But I don't know. Maybe watching this team is like watching the growth of my kids after all those years for music. It's painful when it starts out, but by the end of the season, you know, maybe they'll actually be good. Maybe they'll be hitting their shots. Maybe they'll have Eduardo Andre will mature into a decent big man who can actually play more than 10 minutes a game. Maybe Oleg Koyanets will see the floor. Who's our other big guy? Breidenbach, the guy that looks like a serial killer. Maybe that guy will just, I don't know what he is. I said that in the reaction video. I really, I'm, I don't know what he's, he's kind of like, remember Banton? The six foot, foot eight point guard we had, that guy, nobody knew what to do with him. And he was an interesting player to watch. Uh, and yes, I got off on basketball because it is basketball season because I get tired of talking about the football program. Uh, I mean, we went three and nine. No matter what, we're still in the basement. Uh, Spaghetti Factory comes back. Hoiberg doesn't know how to coach defense, but when their offense finally clicks, it'll look like a college version of Golden State. That's how it was at ISU. I get, you know, I get a lot of comments on YouTube about the basketball team and people saying that he doesn't run an offense and he does run an offense and it's an NBA offense. And, I, you know, I, I'm not a great basketball guy, but it's based on fluid ball movement. And I think they've gotten a lot better at that than they were at the beginning of the season. Uh, he's right. The guy is right. That just made that comment uh, that, Hoiberg doesn't know how to coach defense, but that's why Doc Sadler's there. So, you know, we'll see if the offense can finally start clicking. I made the comment, the reaction video, the key to this Nebraska season of basketball is win your home games and try to pick up some on the road. I don't know any more um, about um, – I don't, I don't know anything else going on in football. And this just shows that I, I need a sidekick. Ralph Davis, nine teams are going. How do you expect a big team to do in the Bulls? You know, I really haven't looked heavily at them. Um, you know, here's the thing with the Big Ten in years past about the Bulls, is they typically kind of oversold themselves. or not oversold themselves, but they put themselves into Bulls where they had a greater chance of losing. And the reason why that is they, they you know, those Bulls would – uh, they're typically matched up against a better team from the SEC than the Big Ten had, but I think a lot of that was to get the Big Ten out there and get them on TV and uh, on, make more money. I mean, the Big Ten shows itself 
a lot as this conference that's all about student athletes and all about the health and welfare. But honest to God, they're just as they they may not just be as slimy as the SEC, uh, but they're certainly about the money. Donald March, how about Bush for special teams coach? I think if he was going to be the special teams coach, that would already have happened. You know what I mean? They would have already announced something. They would have already had him in place for that. Um, I don't know anything else. Matt Terman joins us again, and he says, Furman kicker transferred today to Nebraska. No idea how good he is. Well, I did, what, what will be interesting is uh, – how many kickers they end up with this year? Because I think last year, last year during uh, during the season or, or during the off season, I made comments on several of our podcasts that they had as many kickers on the roster as they did quarterbacks. And that uh, how'd that work out for him? And he had like six kickers, and you you couldn't find one that was consistent. So I. I don't know if they need a full-time special. If they put it this way, I'll, I'll say this about special teams: they need a they need a full-time special teams coach. If nobody's actually going to pay attention to special teams, all right? Because this the whole year it seemed like nobody actually paid attention to special teams at all. They were it was like an afterthought, like five minutes left in practice, and somebody go, "Hey, shouldn't we practice like uh, punt blocking schemes?" because uh, we're going to punt the ball at least once or twice this season. You know what I mean? That was I get, that was the thought I had about special teams. So if they're going to be so bad at it, maybe they do need a dedicated coach in there. Uh, we'll go one more. Chris Tussing, would you be in favor of taking away bowl games from conference partnerships so that teams don't go to the same bowl game all the time? <laughs> these are about thinking on the fly and i'm old and crusty that's why i do these live shows by the way is to ward off the dementia i know is coming someday probably next week uh would you be in favor of taking away bowl games carton of conference partnerships so that teams don't go to the same bowl game all the time it'd be nice to see more of a change up i mean how many times can purdue go to the outback bowl or you know Iowa in the outback bowl before you go Wow, is this the same crap again? It'd be nice to see it be more fluid and maybe have a little fewer bowls. Than, but I know ESPN likes to show that content, and quite frankly, I know people hate the bowl games, and I know people think they're meaningless, but I will probably watch pretty much all the bowl games because what happens every year is this. Every year the end of college football season comes, and in past years, I would go into a depression. I literally would go into a depression and my co my boss would know and my customers would know. And I'd just turn into a funk because such football season was over. That's why I have a mental illness for college football. Um, <laughs> but you, every year come on and, and every year when you wait, the off season it just lingers on and right when you're about to fall over dead, uh, the end of the off season and college football starts and then you're like, Oh, thank God the world's alive again. And then, you know, the end comes and you fall off the cliff 
And that's why I watch all the bowl games because I know that that long drought of college football offseason is going to be there without other sports to really fill it in that well. But would they taking away bowl games from conference partnerships? Well, then people want to know where they're going way ahead of time. They want to know that they're going to have money to pay for this stuff. And they want to know, you know, I, I think a lot of this stuff has to do with, quite frankly, old, crusty old white men like the, me that establish relationships with crusty old white men at, who run the Outback Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl and the Orange Bowl and the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl. And they maintain those relationships for their lives. And that's why when we expand the college football playoff, we're going to have to go have all that shit in bowl games instead of actually having Alabama someday. You know, how, how neat would it have been to have what? Uh, well, okay, maybe a little bit off, but, you know, Cincinnati played Michigan at Ann Arbor. I mean, Georgia playing at Alabama wouldn't be that big a deal, but let's mix it up. What if, what if Georgia had to play Michigan at Michigan? Wouldn't that be more interesting, the same shit we get every year with uh, not just the same teams, but the, the same bowl locations and the same bowls involved because they're warm and because the people that run this stuff want to be able to pay, have a paid vacation by somebody else, uh, go to a warm place with their wives and their families and have it all paid for by somebody else and they can meet their old other old buddies. It, it, that, that's why this stuff exists. Okay, I'm going to be done. That's 41 minutes. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to do this week because uh, there's a lot of stuff going on when I get to Texas. And uh, we'll see what happens. And I thank you for joining me. I'm certain we'll have stuff to talk about later this week. Um, as it stands, Nebraska is up 39 to 32. With 7.50 left in the third quarter, no, I don't know why women's basketball plays quarters and men play half other than it's just different. Uh, this way, again, this would be a nice game for Nebraska to win because they probably get ranked. And, uh, you know, start off the season, it would be another team we could root for, like I said earlier. But I'm going to go now. Thank you all for joining me. Uh, hope you're doing well. Take care of yourself. Go Big Red. <laughs>